everybody that's called Van Horn. This is Benjamin Wesley. This is Jerry, co driver of the Jeff Monster Truck. This is David Smith with King Crunch. Hey, this is Darren Basil. Hey, this is Mark Shreya, the driver of the Devastator Monster Truck. I'm Gary Shot Jr., and I'm listening to All Monster On Track. Are you looking for the news and reviews of the monster truck industry? Well, you've turned it to the right spot. This is the All Monster On Track with Chris Kalen, Ed Horman, and Jeremy Bloodless. Take it away, guys. Welcome to another exciting edition of the All Monster On Track. This week with Ed Horman, Dustin Hart, Robbie Hart, Jeremy Bliss, and Chris Kalen. Guys, take it away. All right, starting off a great weekend of monster trucks. We had Minneapolis and Hampton as Dustin Hart was headed to Hampton. Minneapolis was attended by myself. Wanted to first off thank all the Twitter followers, all the new people that checked us out on Twitter at twitter.com backslash the all monster. We had a great response from the live coverages that we did this weekend from Dustin and myself uh, from the two shows. So that was great to see. We very much appreciate your support and we are getting right down to the results right now. Truck lineup and driver lineup included Grave Digger with Dennis Anderson, Maximum Destruction with Tom Mintz, Grinder with Lupe Sosa, Blue Thunder, Lindsey Wink, Air Force Afterburner, David Bradshaw, Mohawk Warrior with George Bellhead, Avenger Jim Kohler, Captain's Curse with Alex Blackwell, Backdraft with Jeremy Slifko, and Brutus with Chris Bergeron. I'd like to extend a special thank you to the Slifkos and Backdraft Racing Team for having me on. I was able to do a little bit of work behind the scenes with them, and that was much appreciated. So thanks, guys. Heading into qualifying, Dennis Anderson was your number one qualifier. The top four trucks were separated by only 24 hundredths of a second, and it was going to be really competitive, just a great deal overall. So racing on the Chicago-style course was tight. Uh, the only real upset during the whole competition was Alex Blackwell and Captain's Curse. was looking really good, really smooth in the turns during the racing portion, but uh, – was upset early. Other than that, it was pretty clear that Dennis Anderson was going to be in the finals, if not take the victory right away. He was just smooth and did not make any mistakes all night. It came down to him against Tom Mintz and Maximum Destruction in the finals. Tom made a couple of bobbles around the turn, uncharacteristic of a Maximum Destruction racing pass, and that was all it took for Dennis Anderson to take the victory. So congratulations to Dennis Anderson and the Gravedigger team, Dustin Brown, his crew chief as well. Adam Anderson was there in the legendary Gravedigger crew shirt, a sign of things to come for this year. He will be debuting the silver and blue Gravedigger, the legend, this year. Moving on to freestyle, it was another amazing night for Jeremy Slifko in backdraft. He set the bar high really early with a 25, just a a phenomenal, well-driven run. It ended up with backdraft having a flat front tire and a little bit of body damage from a rollover, but all the elements of a great freestyle were there. A lot of momentum. A lot of speed, tons of air, cross threads, you name it, Jeremy Slifko did it. He could not, uh, his name was mentioned multiple times. Uh, people could not keep their, keep Jeremy Slifko's name out of their mouth in interviews. They interviewed George Bellhand, Adam Anderson, Dennis Anderson, a bunch of people, and they were all impressed with the youngster from Pottsville, Pennsylvania. So Jeremy held the lead until the last three trucks were coming out. Those trucks in order were, Advanced Auto Parts Grinder, Maximum Destruction, and Gravedigger. All three of them got better scores than Slifko, but to be honest, from a first-person perspective, I would say that Gravedigger did indeed earn the victory that he received in freestyle with an outstanding run. Uh, Other than that, I would have placed Jeremy Slifko second and uh, the other trucks a little lower in the bracket. But 
Uh, Lupe Sosa had a wild freestyle to, to take the lead from Jeremy. Um, I personally don't don't think it should have taken the lead, but that's what subjectivity is about in freestyle. Not without controversy. The right truck won. Uh, Tom Mintz had a had a wild run going as well, but ended a little bit early. Uh, lost reverse in the transmission and uh, was going pretty well until the end. So things were going good for Tom. He just ran out of time. And Dennis came out as the last truck to freestyle and Gravedigger. Did a fantastic job. Uh, big air, donuts, cross threads. Uh, and then ended up, ended with a huge wheelie that bounced him onto two wheels and then pirouetted on the nose of the truck and ripped the front tie rod completely out of the truck. And he ended up back on his wheels without flipping. And uh, just a great save, great piece of driving from Dennis Anderson. Uh, they fired him up, let him go. And uh, it was obvious he took out out his frustration from being shut off in the first place, just absolutely unloaded another huge launch on the track and uh, blasted through what was left of the motorhome and continued on for a little while to the cheers of the crowd, ended up with uh, 29 and a freestyle victory. So Dennis Anderson doubles down in Minneapolis. Dustin, what's up next from Hampton? Well, once again, it was that time of year. Uh, Hampton, Virginia, always one of the uh, staple stops at the end of the uh, Monster Jam season. And uh, it's always a, a great event to get checked out. Um, you get a chance to see a lot of the local hometown guys get to run in front of their uh, local crowds. Um, also, you know, a few interesting details before the weekend got started. Got to see two brand-new rookies behind the wheel uh, this past weekend. Uh, Joe Parnell was driving El Toro Loco for the first time. Um, for those who may not know, Joe Parnell owns Island Off-Road, which is an off-roading group here on the Outer Banks of North Carolina. Um, Somebody that's used to dealing with high horsepower, he's done a lot as far as mud racing and uh, tough truck racing in past in the past. So, I was uh, looking forward to get it, to see him his first time behind the wheel, and uh, and then Morgan Kane, who is working on his third and fourth shows ever, and uh, he's been driving Mopar Magic and doing a really great job, and uh, he really continued to improve this past weekend. The lineup for this weekend in Hampton was. Uh, Randy Brown and Gravedigger, Joe Parnell and El Toro Loco, Steve Sims and Stonecrusher, Morgan Kane and Mopar Magic, Mike Vodders and Black Stallion, and Trey Myers and Iron Warrior. Friday night show kicked off as usual with the wheelie competition and got to see some great uh, great wheelie competition attempts early on. Um, Joe Parnell, his first time ever hitting cars, did a pretty good job, uh, scored a 21 in the wheelie competition. Morgan Kane, uh, continuing with the tradition of Mopar Magic and getting some pretty good wheelies. Uh, Morgan was able to stand it up straight up and down pretty well and uh, scored a 20. Um, as far as other highlights from the wheelie competition, uh, Steve Sims put on an incredible wheel stand, put the truck past vertical, um, planted the tailgate in the last car, set the truck kind of crooked, looked like it might have gone, was going to go over, but uh, managed to pull it back down and... Uh, as Steve put it in uh, his interview with uh, Joe Lowe following the wheelie competition, he said that was almost an uh-oh. Um, on to racing, uh, the first round, it was uh, Steve Sims and Stone Crusher taking out Iron Warrior, Black Stallion beating El Toro Loco, and uh, a bit of an interesting situation where both Gravedigger and Mopar Magic were suff suffering uh, technical problems. Gravedigger suffered some breakage during the wheelie competition and would be sidelined until freestyle while uh, Mopar Magic actually had a battery fail. And so they couldn't run in uh, round one. 
So moving on in the semifinals, we had Stonecrusher taking out Black Stallion and Iron Warrior beating El Toro Loco leading into the finals where Steve Sims would uh, pick up the win in Stonecrusher over Iron Warrior. Moving on to freestyle. In freestyle, Joe Parnell got things kicked off with El Toro Loco. Did a pretty good job carrying uh, a little bit of momentum around, and he uh, cut into a great donut to uh, end his freestyle run, scoring a 22. Uh, Morgan Cade and Mopar Magic really came out and attacked the course. Did really well. He was the first one to take on the freestyle motocross landing ramp. Got some big air off of that. Really did a great job of carrying momentum around, and he picked up a 22 for the early lead. Trey Myers and Iron Warrior did a pretty good job. Um, Got some decent air over the racing lanes, and he scored an 18. Um, Steve Sims and Stonecrusher was on his way to a phenomenal run. He was really carrying a lot of momentum, getting some huge air. But uh, as he went to hit a, get a sky wheelie off the backside of the cars, unfortunately, it's something let go in the transmission. Uh, motor went sky high, shot out a puff of smoke, and it was all she wrote for uh, Stonecrusher. So he killed his chances of the sweep for the night, but he did manage to pick up a 20 for the short amount of time he got to run. Uh, Mike Vodders came out next and uh, had another great run going. Um, didn't quite uh, do enough to take the lead, but he did manage to tie with Morgan Kane and Mopar Magic. And then finally, uh, downtown Randy Brown got a chance to come back out for the first time since the wheelie competition and really redeem himself. And he put down a phenomenal run, really just flying around the arena, putting that truck through its paces, did a great job. Got tons of air, you know, did as much as you possibly could ask for it. A small arena freestyle, like in the Hampton Coliseum. Managed to pick up a 27 and uh, take the win. Moving on to Saturday night, once again, we get started off with the wheelie competition. Uh, Joe Parnell, once again, turned in a pretty good effort to uh, start off the wheelie competition with a 21. Morgan Kane, once again, with another pretty good vertical sky wheelie, he picked up a 20. Trey Myers, with a good effort, scored a 19. And then, once again, Steve Sims just let it all hang out in the wheelie competition. He put the truck completely vertical and stuffed the wheelie bar right into the backside of the racing ramp for a 27. Uh, Mike Vodder has also had a pretty good effort, um, got the truck pretty well vertical. He planted the tailgate in about the third or fourth car in the row. He picked up a 25. And unfortunately for the second night in a row, Gravedigger suffered mechanical troubles on the uh, wheelie competition. He ended up letting something go in the axle and would only be able to pick up a 9. Moving on to racing, uh, Trey Myers took out uh, Joe Parnell and El Toro Loco. Morgan Kane picked up a bit of a surprising win uh, over Black Stallion. He really beat Vodders off the line pretty well. And Stonecrusher would receive a bye due to the breakage for Gravedigger. On to the semifinals, uh, it was a uh, battle of the teammates in the semifinals as Mike Vodders and Black Stallion took out Trey Myers and Iron Warrior. And Steve Sims would take out uh, Morgan Kane and Mopar Magic. Final round was a good race, pretty close, but it was Steve Sims picking up the win in Stonecrusher. And uh, really great run to the guys. Uh, had a nice handshake after the uh, racing final there. And uh, moving on to freestyle, Joe Parnell got things kicked off in El Toro Loco for freestyle. And uh, he did a fairly similar run to the night before, just uh, feeling out the track, getting used to the truck. And... Uh, once again, spun into a pretty good donut. He's got no fear as far as uh, getting that truck spinning around. He picked up a 15 for his efforts. Uh, Morgan Kane once again came out. Uh, he's really learned how to uh, get a truck around a small floor in a short amount of time. He did a great job in carrying momentum. 
and uh, really attacked the course. He uh, got some big air over the freestyle motocross hill and uh, managed to pick up a 20 for his efforts. Trey Myers, an Iron Warrior, was next up, and he managed to pick up an 18 for his efforts. Then came out Steve Sims and Stone Crusher. Really laid it down. Uh, he really wanted to go after the sweep tonight, that night, and uh, did an awesome job. Really carried a lot of momentum around the floor. Huge air. And uh, he was also the first one to go up the backside of the freestyle motocross hill. Shot the truck completely vertical. Planted the tailgate in the very top of the uh, freestyle motocross landing ramp. And just excellent run from top to bottom. Uh, Mike Vodders and Black Stallion was up next. Did another great job as far as freestyle goes. Uh, big air, good momentum. He even threw in a reverse jump over the uh, one of the racing lanes. Uh, only picked up a 24 for his efforts. I thought he should have been scored a little bit higher personally, but that's just my personal preference. And then came out Randy Brown. and uh, He came out like a man possessed, really just attacked the floor, carrying a lot of speed crossing things up, just doing everything he could to try and pick up the win. Uh, he also backsided the freestyle motocross hill, and very similar to Steve Sims, planted the tail of the truck in the very top of the hill. Impressive run. He closed it out with a dizzying set of donuts. He must have spawned for probably a good 20 seconds there. And uh, despite what the fans felt, uh, Randy received only a 28 for his score, which would give uh, Steve Sims and Stone Crusher the freestyle victory and the sweep for the night, but Really, when it comes down to it, <clears throat> it just comes down to personal preference with the scores there. Uh, it could have, in my opinion, it could have been a toss-up for either of them, but a great show nonetheless. Our next event is going to take us to the Globe Arena in Stockholm, Sweden, for a Monster Jam event being held there. Our truck lineup is going to be Charlie Pawkin driving Gravedigger, Monster Mutt Dalmatian driven by Candace Jolly, Anders Flogard piloting El Toro Loco, Leo Donnell and Iron Man, Dan Evans driving Disney XD, and Peter Nyman driving Thor. Going on to racing on your Saturday afternoon show, the winner was Charlie Pocket and Gravedigger, and your freestyle winner, also Charlie Pocket and Gravedigger. Moving on to the nightcap, Saturday evening. Gravedigger, again your racing winner, as well as your freestyle winner. On Sunday, though, Gravedigger would take racing, but would come up just a little bit short of taking the overall weekend sweep and would be just a little bit short of taking the weekend sweep as Leo Donnell took the freestyle win in Iron Man. We have a Monster Jam event here. The show took place in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Great lineup of trucks here. We have Obsession, Obsessed, Pitbull, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, and of course rounding out the field was the black and green rookie machine of Gravedigger. Gravedigger swept both events Saturday night. He took the racing win and the freestyle win. As far as Sunday goes, the teammate to that truck took the win. Sunday afternoon racing went to Turtle, and Sunday afternoon freestyle went to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Monster Truck. The next event is a Monster Jam International show that took place in Guadalajara, Mexico. It was a Freestyle Mania event. Friday night, your wheelie winner was Medusa. Donuts went to Maximum Destruction. And the Monster Jam Maniac Challenge went to Gravedigger. The Saturday afternoon show, wheelies went to Max D. Donuts also went to Max D. And Gravedigger took the Maniac Challenge Saturday afternoon. As far as your Sunday night competition goes, Gravedigger took the wheelies. El Toro Loco taking the donuts. And your Saturday Monster Jam Maniac Challenge winner was Spider-Man. Moving on to Sunday here, full weekend of events. Sunday, wheelies went to Max D, Donuts went to El Toro Loco, and ending the show, Max D taking the Maniac Challenge. The next event we're going to go to is in Pontiac, Michigan, at the world-famous Silverdome, the Monster Truck Fall Shootout. Your truck lineup was Airborne Ranger, Bar Leaks Eliminator, Big Dog, Bounty Hunter, 
Raminator, Ramunition, Rinslone Defender, Shell Camaro, Tailgater, Virginia Giant, and War Wizard. Your Chicago-style racing winner was Ramunition. Your obstacle course racing winner was Tailgater. Your freestyle winner was Bounty Hunter, driven by Ben Winslow. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Be sure to check out AllMonster.com client Randy Brown Motorsports at www.RandyBrownMotorsports.com. Home of Randy Brown's Gravedigger and El Toro Loco Monster Trucks, as well as the Pure Adrenaline Ride Truck. Hey guys, be sure to check out AllMonster.com client Sudden Impact Racing at www.SuddenImpact.com. It is home to Sudden Impact, Excalibur, Amsoil Shock Therapy, Cold Energy Activator, and Red Cat Racing Ground Pound. Check it out. Head on over to www.BackdraftMT.com for 2009 Rookie of the Year and 2010 Rising Star Award winner Jeremy Slifko's Backdraft Monster Truck. And we're back. Let's get right to the news. First, we got Adam Anderson being named the driver of the new legendary Grave Digger truck. Let's give our feelings about this. Well, it was great to see Adam get a new identity underneath him. I never really thought that Taz was his and his alone. Uh, Now, obviously, the Grave Digger identity has been linked to Dennis Anderson for years, but there is room under that umbrella, if you will, for plenty of other drivers. Charlie Pawkins made his name. You know, Pablo Huffaker. All of these guys are, are... slowly expanding Gravedigger to be more than just Dennis Anderson. And with this new truck that has the old school paint scheme on it, like we saw at World Finals 11, Adam sort of gets to make his own identity with a few references to his father, if you will. He was walking around the pit party, walking around the show, and uh, being interviewed during the show in his Gravedigger the Legend crew shirt. And they were talking openly about it. So the cat's out of the bag, if you will. Uh, the truck is not new. It is a refreshed version of his Taz chassis, uh, colored blue, powder-coated blue, and uh, with a few updates. So he's obviously very excited about it. They were plugging it during the whole show. And uh, when Dennis swept racing in freestyle in Minneapolis, they took on, uh, you know, they took to the stage him and Dustin Brown. And, of course, Dennis were there with the three trophies and made it for a great picture. You can check those out on MonsterJam.com as well. So definitely a big uh, swing for Adam. I think it'll be good for his career. I think it'll be good for everything involved with the Gravedigger team. I'm pretty much in agreement with you. Um, you know, I think it's great that he's getting a chance to, uh, you know, continue the lineage or, you know, uh, with Gravedigger, but, you know, he's still able to keep his own identity. It's not the same, you know, paint job as the rest of the Gravediggers. He's got the legendary, you know, Gravedigger. So he's got his own identity, which is something I think is very important to Adam. So I think it's a great fit. Um, you know, I'm really looking forward to seeing the final product. You know, I think, you know, it's going to be a great, as you alluded to earlier, I think it's going to be great for Adam's career. I agree with you 100%, you guys. It's, I mean, it's, it gives Adam his own identity. It also gives him a gravedigger, which is something that we all knew was going to happen eventually. But it gives him that retro gravedigger, which is something that I like. I like the old school type paint and everything like that. But also, it, it does give Dennis and Adam to be on the same team, which is a goal that Dennis has really wanted since they've all started. So it's, it's going to be an awesome sight to see. Yeah, and another point that, that Dustin brought up, you know, uh, it is very important. I have been privileged enough to uh, do a couple interviews with Adam, and it is, it is very important to him to have his own identity. And I think this is the best way to make it work uh, for both Dennis and Adam. Dennis wants to see his son take over eventually. He did allude in an interview in Minneapolis, he did allude to the fact that 
someday the old man was going to be out of the seat and he would be in Gravedigger. And, uh, you know, he has done that for a year when Dennis has been injured, but you could tell that he still really, you know, his heart was in making his own name so that he didn't get accused of riding daddy's coattails. Nobody's going to accuse him of that now with the success that he's had in the sport, but it's important to him to blaze his own trail with some references to his father now, and I think both parties win with this. Now, let's get on to another topic. Darren Megas is joining Monster Trucks Unlimited, which is Steve Sims, Stone Crusher, and Mopar Magic. He will be piloting a second Stone Crusher truck. What are your guys' opinions on this? Well, uh, I spoke at length with Darren this past weekend in Hampton, Virginia, and uh, you know, Darren seems to be really excited about this opportunity. He's going to be driving um, Steve Sims' original Stone Crusher, while Steve is going to be getting the brand new uh, Patrick chassis, which you may have seen on an update of StoneCrusherMonsterTruck.com. Um, he's going to be running mostly a West Coast schedule so far, first quarter. Um, haven't gotten a finalized schedule. It'll be on the site as soon as we get a hold of it, but uh, it should be awesome. I think it's great that the team is expanding a little bit and you know people on the west coast i think have wanted to see stone stone crusher before and now they finally get their chance definitely darren has been one of the more underrated drivers the past few years whether it's been in bounty hunter or bigfoot this summer anybody that can pilot those names and do well in any lineup is a guy that i would want on my team if i were a team owner and darren definitely falls under that category there's been plenty of times that i've seen him roll into a show by himself with no crew and do everything on the truck, work on the truck, do the pit party, sign the autographs, drive the truck, do the interviews. You know, that's a lot on one person, but Darren seems to be able to shoulder the load and do a great job at it. And anybody that does that will fit right into the monster trucks unlimited team. As well as Dustin mentioned, you will be able to see all the updates on StoneCrusherMonsterTruck.com, And we are working on getting the Mopar magic website back up as well. It is looking like a good year for Monster Trucks Unlimited. Great new trucks, great new drivers. Definitely going to be a good thing. I see nothing but positives coming out of this. The one thing that I want to make pretty clear for the people in the internet and Facebook and all that is this. Darren Megas and Bigfoot. Darren was brought in as a fill-in driver and a fill-in driver only. He was not out there on a full-time basis. He was there to help out because Larry Swim hurt his back and they needed an extra hand. Now, Darren... Drives for Monster Trucks Unlimited, and we'll be driving the second Stone Crusher stated before. I wish everyone the best of luck. <laughs> yes, that's a good point. You know, some people will try to make a mountain out of a molehill, and uh, as far as it goes, for the record, Bigfoot said nothing but good things to say about Darren. There is no controversy there. It was simply a case of contracts running out and new contracts beginning. So definitely want to send a congratulations out to Darren for getting the ride in Stone Crusher. I think it's going to be a great fit, and we wish him good luck in the future. You will definitely be hearing more from him. And our last bit of news. Craig Christensen was just announced as the third driver of a maximum destruction truck. What do we feel about this? I was kind of surprised it took so long for maximum destruction to have a third truck, a third team. Now, obviously, they're very busy and have a lot of dates to run and not, you know, an unlimited crew and unlimited schedule to build trucks and get things kept up but that being said i thought maybe they would uh, have some company support as far as getting another maximum destruction out there quicker uh i'm glad to see it happen i think that from what it sounds like on the teamkcm.net website where this news came from uh it's going to be a good fit for craig it's not going to be a case where he's trying to adjust to a truck that he hasn't driven a front-engine truck in, in years. He had a rough go of it. Uh, you know, he took some victories, but he also 
rolled over a lot when he tried this the first time in a uh, Wilman-style front-engine truck. Uh, now it looks like he's getting more so a, uh, a truck that's his style, and that's important because not everybody can drive the men's-style trucks. So he gets to drive the name, but he gets to also have his level of comfort. And when he's been in Patrick chassis or you know the Donkey Kong chassis that he had last year, he's had much better runs and much more success. So it's good to see the boss get behind the wheel again of a maximum destruction. He can carry that name. He will run it hard. And uh, I see him doing well this year and carrying the maximum destruction name as a, as a moving forward is a great job. I'm pretty much in agreement with you there, Robbie. Um, you know, Craig really had a bit of a tough go at it. You know, at first when he got behind the wheel of maximum destruction, you know, like you'd said earlier, it's not his style of truck. It's completely different from anything that he had driven in the past. So him getting a newer chassis, something that's more along the lines of his comfort level, I think is the best thing they could do because I think he fits the name well. It's just that style of truck, you know, they never really mesh together there. You know, things started to come together towards the end of the season, but it just, there wasn't like that chemistry there that you kind of need where, you know, somebody like Neil Elliott, Tom Mentz, or, you know, even Phil Foster, they had that comfort level in that style of chassis. I agree with both you guys on this. Uh, I know that Originally, when I heard uh, the first time that Craig was going to be driving a Maxi, I was excited. I've seen him do what he could do in the uh, in other forms of uh, racing when he was in MOD and so on like that. So I was really excited, and, and definitely that truck, the woman style, was not his fit. So it's going to be really interesting to see what he gets for this for Max D, what chassis he gets, so on like that, so it fits his comfort level. And he'll be able to put on a show, so I don't think and many fans are going to have to be worried about that. Um, from Craig, which I know maybe some people are. They haven't seen him run or so on. You know, he's not as popular with some people that than others, but whatever. Craig's going to do awesome in that job, and I'm glad that uh, he got it back. Yeah, just a, just a quick note. I was sort of expecting Tom Mintz to have that new chassis for Maximum Destruction Team. I'm not sure that's the case anymore. We're going to have to stay posted to, uh, to the newswire here and see what becomes of that. From what it sounded like from the news release, again, that was on TeamKCM.net, uh, it sounds like Christensen's going to be getting the new chassis. So I'm not exactly sure what's going on there. We're going to have to keep you guys posted on that. If anybody has any news or tips about that, feel free to hit us up. But uh, I'm interested to see who's going to get that new chassis. Tom had a little bit of, a, of trouble in Minneapolis, and uh, hopefully his equipment stays together for him. We wish him the best of luck. Uh, I would like to see it, a couple of new chassis come into that that stable, the team means stable. So we'll see what happens there. On that note, I want to throw this really out there because I, I don't think we we mentioned it earlier, but Neil did get a new chassis in Mexico this past weekend. So I do know that he has a new chassis. If that's going to Tom, I don't know. I just know that he did run a new one in Mexico that was had a little bit longer of a cradle, and, and that was definitely noticeable. Of course, we're talking about the event in Guadalajara that uh, Monster Jam put on this weekend. It, it might be a case sometimes they send the trucks that are new to events that don't have quite as big of a stage. You know, Monster Jam in Minneapolis was uh, in front of a TV audience. It's it's possible they were worried about, you know, mechanical gremlins, the, the new truck bugs coming out to bite them and, and uh, making them look worse than they are on TV. Uh, maybe they sent him out there, uh, sent the chassis out there with Neil to see what's going on and uh, to give it a little bit of a test in front of a non-televised audience. 
but uh, we will find out sooner rather than later as first quarter is is upon us rather soon. Another interesting note uh, that we might have overlooked a little bit was is that Chad Tingler debuted a brand new Gravedigger chassis this past weekend in Guadalajara and did pretty well with it. Picked up a few wins and uh, I'm interested to see how that's going to work out for first quarter. Definitely. A couple more things from Guadalajara as well. I was able to get in touch with Barry Musawire, the young fellow who was kind enough to give us a blog of his experiences as the first time behind the wheel earlier this year on the Europe Tour behind the wheel of Backsports Bob. He said he got some great seat time in Monster Month this weekend, and uh, he will be doing another blog post for us there on allmonster.com. So we want to thank Barry for his time, and uh, stay tuned to the site for photos from Hampton, photos from Minneapolis, as well as uh, an occasional blog, maybe even an interview from Barry. So be sure to check out allmonster.com. We want to thank you again for checking out our live Twitter feeds from both Hampton and Minneapolis. And as well, be sure to follow the On Track page on Facebook. Go up into your search bar on Facebook and type in allmonster.com on track. On that note, I want to thank all the fans, all the drivers, all the crew members, everyone for supporting the show. Thank you very much. That's it for another exciting edition of the All Monster On Track. On behalf of Ed Horman, Robbie Hart, Dustin Hart, Chris Kalen, Jeremy Puglisi, we'll see you here again. Thank you. You've been listening to the All Monster On Track weekly monster truck show dedicated to giving the fans news and reviews of the monster truck industry if you want to view any of the photos that we've taken from any of the shows please visit allmonster.com if you want to view any of the videos visit youtube.com backslash allmonstervideos on behalf of ed horman chris kalen and jeremy blissey we'll see you here next week